You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, as promised, on this Wednesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast, we are going to take a look at some of the financial aspects of the 2021 offseason. First, I want to have a conversation about the Tennessee Titans salary cap, where it stands right now, and then how much cap space could the Tennessee Titans create and what options they have to create that additional cap space. And that conversation flows naturally into the second portion of our conversation where we talk about some of the players that could be affected as the Tennessee Titans try to carve out additional cap space, talk about potential cap casualties, players that could just be cut outright to save space, also talk about players who are eligible to have their deals restructured in a way that would save the Titans additional space as well, and the most important factor in how much cap space the Titans have all depends on forces outside of John Robinson's control. So we will talk about all of that, and then we will cap off today's show going through all of the Tennessee Titans in-house free agents. I'm not going to dive too deep into each individual decision, but I will give you my preliminary thoughts on if the Titans should keep the player, let the player walk, or if I'm on the fence about the decision. So a lot of financial conversations to be had on today's Locked on Titans podcast. Let's get it. Titans fans, we have a lot to talk about on today's show. Got to talk about the Titans salary cap space, how they can create more salary cap space, players who could be affected by them trying to create more salary cap space. So talking those financials today, but I do want to remind you about the upcoming content schedule here on the Locked on Titans podcast. Now, I don't want to jump the shark, but I have something in the works that I think you guys will really, really enjoy. A big fish you could say that I am trying to reel in right now to talk to us later on in the week. Now, I'm not going to divulge what that is, and I'm certain to update you guys if the plan falls through, but I'm working on things right now, and hopefully, whether it be tomorrow or Friday, have a really, really, really intelligent guest on to uh, help us get ready for something very important this weekend, and that very important topic is the Senior Bowl. If you are unaware, the Senior Bowl is a a postseason college uh, all-star game essentially but it's more utilized by NFL front offices as the first real start of draft preparation when you can see these guys outside of their college environment see them go up against you know what is considered NFL caliber talent on the other sides from other schools other divisions so it's a very big fact-finding event in the pre-draft process and that game takes place on Saturday. So, on Friday, we are going to have a massive Senior Bowl preview, and let me tell you why it's so important that you pay attention to the Senior Bowl. Out of the 35 draft picks that John Robinson has selected in his time with the Tennessee Titans, 12 of those came from the Senior Bowl. 
So obviously, John Robinson and his team in the front office in Tennessee has a keen eye on the Senior Bowl and the players that are available. And I'm not going to get too far into the weeds here, but there are some specific players that you guys need to be paying attention to who will be squarely on the Tennessee Titans radar, especially along the defensive line. So uh, excited to get into that information later on in the week. Make sure that you are subscribed to the Locked On Titans podcast on whatever platform you do stream. Also want to tell you guys, follow me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans, but the Locked On Titans Facebook page is officially active. So search Locked On Titans and like and follow the Facebook page as I will be posting a lot more content on there and being active on there as well. So excited to debut that. But Enough of the housekeeping information. Let's talk about this salary cap. And I'm going to keep it as simple as I possibly can. There's a lot of different CBA rules. There's a lot of different avenues that the Titans could take to to carve out additional space. But let's talk about the, the main benchmarks here. Number one, right now as things stand. If you go on any of these fantastic resources, uh, SpotTrack.com, OverTheCap.com, you guys can play around with everything yourself, and I encourage you to check stuff like that out and then use that to ask me questions for the mailbag next Monday. But if you go and look right now, the Titans have anywhere between about 6 to 7.5 to $8 million in cap space, and that may freak you out. They have a lot of players that are free agents in-house, and that's not a lot of money to re-sign any of them, let alone bring in any help. Well... Here's the reality. Number one, the biggest thing that will matter when we look at the Titans cap space is this $7 million, $8 million is an estimated amount based on what the salary cap will be. We talked last offseason about how the COVID-19 pandemic is going to impact the league finances. And the salary cap is one of those things that is going to be impacted the most. Right now, there's a floor of $175 million. So based on that, the Titans would have about 7 to $8 million in cap space. But there are some whispers that the NFL could find a way to keep that salary cap closer to what it was last season, which was $198 million. Think about $195. So whether it's $175 or $195, that's a $20 million difference for the Tennessee Titans. So keep that in mind while we have this discussion. Now, to create more cap space from that, let's call it $7.5, $8 million, the Titans can cut three players on the team, and that would carve them out about $19 million of cap space. Now, the problem is, with those three contracts, one is for $10 million in savings, one is for $4.75 million in savings, and one is for $4 million in savings. But with that would also come along $14 million in dead cap space for 2021. Now, it would just be one year that that dead cap would be on there, but the Titans definitely have to kind of way, is it worth it to cut these players and have, you know, $14 million in dead cap to open up an additional $19 million? That's a conversation that has to be had. So obviously the dead cap, that dead money, it's already on the salary cap right now. It's there. So we're just carving out additional space. It's not any additional penalty. It's already there. So the Titans could carve out, like I said, $19 million of extra space there. Also, they have up to well they have up to 7 players but 6 realistic candidates in my mind that 
could do a contract restructure. Now, with a contract restructure, basically you're shuffling around guaranteed money, roster money, bonus money that these players are going to get to find a way to bring their cap hit for the 2021 season down. So basically, you'd be pushing money out into the future is kind of how that works. You could restructure a contract, give the player less money in 2021, give them more money in future years, kind of kick the can down the road, if you will. Hey, we'll deal with you know the salary cap ramifications in future years. Now, you have to be responsible as you manage that, but that's definitely something that the Tennessee Titans could look to do. So, that's where they're at right now, and if the Titans restructure all, let's say, five or six of the possibilities that they have, then they could carve out an additional 11 to $12 million. If you combine that with the 19 that we talked about from the cuts, and then you add in the restructure savings that they could have, you get you to about 30 to $32 million. Then, think about the 20 million dollar window that we're talking about with the salary cap and the NFL's money and and revenue and that could open up up to 50 million dollars in cap space for the Titans so they would need a little bit of good luck and it would take uh very favorable actions from the players on some of these restructures. Some of them I don't think will happen, but the point is the Titans have flexibility to create as much cap space as they feel they need to either re-sign the players who are in-house free agents or go out and get players to fill needs. Cough, cough, edge rusher. So that is where the Titans sit. Right now they have about $8 million in cap space. They can get between anywhere from 8 to 30 on their own, or well, 8 to 20 on their own. They could get anywhere from 8 to 30 to 32 with a little help, and with a little bit of luck, get anywhere all the way up to $50 million in cap space. So that's where the Titans stand right now. Now we are going to move forward and, and kind of zoom in a little bit and talk about the actual individual players that the Titans could maneuver their money around or cut to create the cap space that we have just discussed. So we are going to dive into that. Before we do, though, want to tell you guys about some other people who understand money pretty well, and that is our friends over at TurboTax. You're one of a kind, and so are your taxes. That's why TurboTax Live has experienced tax experts who are ready to listen to you, learn about your unique tax situation, and help you get the best tax outcome. Maybe you're moonlighting as a rideshare driver and have questions about what qualifies as a deduction. Maybe you want an expert to walk you through the process since most of your income last year came from freelance jobs. Or maybe you'd like to hand the whole tax filing process off to an expert while you perfect your banana bread recipe. Whether you want to file with the help of an expert or let an expert do the filing for you, TurboTax Live tax experts are here to help, giving you confidence to know that you're one of a kind, uniquely you taxes are done right. Intuit TurboTax Live. When it comes to getting or staying in shape, nothing feels as good as that feeling of accomplishment, of hitting your fitness goals and feeling great about yourself. Now, you can talk about hitting new goals this upcoming year, but Echelon can get you there. Echelon offers the next generation of connected fitness bikes, fitness mirrors, rowing machines, and their Echelon Stride Smart Treadmill. No matter what your favorite fitness activity, Echelon gives you a fun and challenging workout from the comfort of your home. The EX7S is Echelon's latest state of 
state-of-the-art innovation that takes cycling to the next level. The EX7S connected bike is built with performance, flexibility, and durability in mind. The EX7S is the bike for the competitors at heart. Their world-class instructors will motivate you with thousands of daily live and on-demand studio-level classes always available when you need them. And unlike their competitors, Echelon is affordable for everyone. And one membership lets you have up to five family members all work out at the same time. Right now, you can try any Echelon fitness equipment at home for 30 days. Just go to echelonfit.com slash locked on. That's E-C-H-E-L-O-N fit.com slash locked on. Titans fans, we opened up today's show taking a look at how much salary cap space the Titans have right now and kind of what the range is of salary cap space that they can open up. And it's quite a wide range. I mean, right now the Titans are at about seven and a half, eight million dollars in cap space. And like I talked about, based on potential cuts, based on potential contract restructures, based on whatever the league's revenue and the salary cap ends up being, the Titans can get all the way up to that 50 million dollar mark. Now that's quite unlikely, but hey, talking about all the possibilities, but we didn't really dive into which players would be sacrificed in the name of getting this cap space together. So let's kind of dive into what those names could be. And number one, let's look at the big cut candidates. So these are players that would make some sense just to outright cut off the team. Now it's not as easy as just cutting the player and then getting a bunch of money in return. There are some downsides and I mentioned that in last segment where I talked about dead money. So we will dive right into these three candidates. Number one, the biggest amount of money that could be saved would be cutting Malcolm Butler. Now for the salary cap, implications here. Malcolm is set to make about $14 million next year. If the Titans cut him, they'd have about $4 million in dead money, but it would save them $10 million. And this is a very conflicting conversation because Malcolm Butler was, in my opinion, the defensive player of the year for the Titans. He was clearly far and away their best defensive back. And I shudder to think of how much worse the Titans defense could have been without Malcolm Butler out there going one-on-one against wide receivers like Allen Robinson, Chase Claypool, and others throughout the year. So, the big question for a, he absolutely shut down AJ Green as well. There was a big stretch there where uh, Malcolm Butler took on the number one wide receiver for the other team and, and had a lot of success. So Malcolm Butler is a good player, but he's probably not worth $14 million. And you had Malcolm Butler last year and the defense was still terrible. At this point, it may make more sense to go with a Dory Jackson, to go with Christian Fulton, maybe go a cheaper option at corner, maybe even draft another guy who you know, high in the draft count on. It's, it's a tough proposition. I would prefer to get some sort of restructure with Malcolm Butler to keep him on the team, but still carve out about four to five extra million dollars this year. But if you're Malcolm Butler, after the season you just had, why would you do that? I wouldn't do that. Probably get more on the open market if the Titans cut you, than you would on a restructure with the Titans. So that is one move that, that I am anticipating. You kind of got to ask yourself, would you rather have a rookie cornerback 
and a, a, a $10 million edge rusher? Or would you rather have Malcolm Butler and then a rookie edge rusher? I mean, that's kind of uh, the position that the Titans are going to be in most likely. So $10 million in savings with Malcolm Butler, four in dead cap. Next, Adam Humphreys. Uh, he would save the Titans $4.75 million. He would be $5 million in dead money. But that $5 million in savings, I would rather take that, cut him, and sign another wide receiver um, like a John Brown. For example, with somebody who I've kind of targeted has more speed, can be more of an outside threat for the Titans. They can get that Khalif Raymond role filled by somebody with more talent who can also kind of give them a little bit of the Corey Davis role as well. Continuing to move forward, Adam Humphreys, that's a done deal to me with all the time that he's missed since he signed his contract two years ago. The last one kind of snuck up on me. It wasn't something I was thinking about throughout the year, but Kenny Vaccaro. If Kenny Vaccaro was cut, he would save the Titans about $4 million. It'd be about $5 million in dead money. So that's another situation very similar to Adam Humphreys. But with the emergence of Amani Hooker and Kenny Vaccaro's play at the end of the year and effort at the end of the year, I think that makes a lot of sense as well. So just those three players being cut by the Titans, Malcolm Butler, Kenny Vaccaro, and Adam Humphreys, you could save up to about $19 million in space. So that makes a lot of sense as well. Let's quickly go through the restructures here. This is a difficult conversation because how much money the Titans carve out can change based on their negotiations with the players. Whether the player accepts a contract change or a restructure is on the player and their agent too. So there's a lot more up in the air and a lot more variables to these discussions. But Taylor Lewan coming off of an ACL tear. Now, it wouldn't make a lot of sense for him to give up money after coming off of a big injury, but he's got a $14 million cap hit next year and he's coming off an ACL and then coming off a season where he was suspended for a quarter of the year off PEDs. So maybe he takes a little bit of a pay cut. That one though, I have to be honest, I don't see happening. Taylor Lewan has proven his importance and coming off an injury, I wouldn't accept any less money or any kind of change that would result in, in less guarantees for me. The next player here, Roger Saffold. Now, Saffold dealt with a ton of injuries. He's in his mid-30s. Maybe, the, and he said, I love it here on Twitter the other day. He loves being in Nashville. He loves being on the Titans. Maybe that would um, help him bring down that $12 million cap hit. Think $25 million on the left side of the offensive line for the Titans. They got to find a way to limit that cap space there. The next player, Kevin Byard. This is the number one on my list. He owes it to the Titans. He has not been worth the money, wasn't worth the money last year. He has been worth the money prior to that. I don't I don't want to be crazy here. But a $15 million cap hit next year for Kevin Byard. The Titans cannot go into the season paying $15 million for Kevin Byard. He has to accept a contract restructure. Now, that would be a, a lot of dead money for Kevin Byard, so uh, no way that they cut Kevin Byard, but, you know, it, it, it's one of those things, it it just makes me, just makes me a little bit nervous, makes me a little bit nervous, KB's level of play and paying him that much money, they, they can't do that. Next, Dennis Kelly, just one year off that extension, but... I mean, we gave Dennis Kelly $7 million a year. We paid him good. He got the starting role. He's going to be a starter next year as well. Isaiah Wilson clearly ain't it. So, Dennis Kelly, help out the team that helped you out and maybe bring that cap hit down to about $4 million instead of $7 million. And then the, the player I want to mention here, Brett Kern, he is a candidate, but if I'm Brett Kern, I'm not doing that. And, you know, Brett Kern only makes about $3 million a year, so... I don't think that that would make a lot of sense from the Titans' angle. Now, one name could make a little sense here. 
to do an extension that brings down the cap hit for 2021 is Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry has a $13.5 million cap hit this year. If the Titans were going were able to extend him out a couple more years, remember, this year coming up, 2021, is the last guaranteed deal that Derrick Henry had. It's basically like he signed the franchise tag two years in a row. It was a four-year deal, but only in ceremony. It was a two-year deal with two years of guaranteed money. So the Titans could go to Derrick Henry and say, hey, you know, if you let us bring down your salary cap money for this year and take a little money away and pitch it forward and kick the can down the road, we'll give you a little bit more guaranteed money in the next two seasons or next year, which gives you even more security. So that might be something that the Titans could do. And with all of those restructures, the Titans could end up with $30 million in additional cap space. So you got the $19 million that you can save by cutting three players, and then you have a, a, about an additional 11 to $12 million that you can carve out by restructuring some deals, and obviously that there's a lot more variables in the restructure, so it's hard to nail down an exact figure with those players, but it's possible. And then, of course, as I mentioned, depending on what the salary cap is, that's the options that the Titans would have based on the players that they currently have on their roster. But we are going to talk about some players that were on the roster last year, but are getting ready to head into free agency and just quickly go through the list of names and say if I would like the player back, if I'm okay with letting them walk, or if I'm on the fence. So we'll dive into that next. Before we do, though, I do want to tell you guys about our friends over at betonline.ag. you got the Super Bowl in just a few weeks. Different prop bets are available. You have the NBA season, the NHL season, college basketball as well. There's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust, and that's betonline.ag. You can sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code LOCKEDON. That's one word, LOCKEDON, and you'll get a fifth. 50% welcome bonus. So don't sit on the sideline anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Let's cap off today's show by quickly going through the list of in-house free agents that the Tennessee Titans will have, and I'll just quickly tell you if I want them back, if I'm on the fence, or if I'm ready to let them go. And we will start, number one, this list is all mismatched, so you got big names and little names all mixed together, just a a, a general list. Jadavian Clowney. I've made it known publicly on Twitter, on this podcast, I'd like to have Clowney back. And the reality is, I think that he'll be looking at about 8 to $10 million. But what I can tell you is, SpotTrack.com does have his estimated value at $6.5 million. If Jadavian Clowney costs the Titans $6.5 million, I'm bringing him back, no question. I mean, at that point, that's, I mean, that's less money than Dennis Kelly. So, yeah, I'm bringing Jadavian Clowney back, and I want Clowney back. I think if you bring back Clowney, it takes the pressure off of having to draft two edge rushers. I I just don't think that the Titans should rely on rookies to solve the pass rush problem. I'm not saying don't go get a pass rusher. I'm just saying taking an edge rusher in the first round doesn't fix the problem. The Titans can do that. But they need to get some help in free agency as well. And I think that 
Clowney based on what's happened in recent years, then he could be a lot cheaper than some of the other options. And if he gets back to form, it could be a big, big boom for the Titans. Heck, you bring back Clowney for that elephant role to help on the defensive line, also be an inside pass rusher, and you spend $10 million on an edge rusher like a Ryan Kerrigan or something like that, a a mid-tier edge rusher, and you draft one in the first round. For all I care, that's what I would do, but yes, I would like to see Clowney back. Same with Daquan Jones. One big thing that I didn't have a problem with last year was the Titans starting defensive line, like the interior defensive line. Obviously, they need help at edge and with the pass rush, but Jeff Simmons, Tyre Tart, Daquan Jones, Clowney when he was healthy and playing on the inside, I mean... It wasn't that terrible. It wasn't the it, it clearly wasn't the worst part of the defense. I think the linebacker group and the secondary were worse than the interior defensive line of the Titans defense. So I'd like to have Daquan back and he's been here for so long. I don't see why he wouldn't want to come back to the Titans on on, on a good deal. Now you can't short him here. He deserves his money, but at the same time, I don't think he's going to be too expensive on the market, probably anywhere between 4 to $6 million, like the Titans were paying him on his previous contract. Next, Corey Davis. Corey's looking at about 9 to $12 million. Let him walk. Uh, look at all the all the young wide receivers coming out of the draft and immediately having an impact. Look at, I mean, Corey Davis is just an average starting wide receiver in the NFL. You put him in a good position, a good offense, he's going to do what he did this year. You put him in a bad offense, he's going to be middling. So not much different than uh, a Mike Williams type. You know, he's a little bit better than Mike Williams, but at the end of the day, they're in the same tier and the same caliber. They're not a number one wide receiver who's going to affect the defense, but they'll still hurt you if you put them in a good spot. So I'm saying goodbye to Corey. Goskowski, you guys already know my answer on this one. Everyone shunned him, but I always loved my boy. So bring back Goskowski. Uh, Saw some of the best kicking we've seen in the last two seasons from him. Uh, Michael Pruitt, I'm in a weird spot about the tight end group. I think the Titans need to look to add some juice to the tight end group because they're probably going to lose Jonu Smith, just just my opinion here. But uh, Michael Pruitt or Jeff Swaim, you got to bring back one of them so that you don't completely lose what you had at the tight end group. And I, I personally would rather bring back Swaim. So Pruitt's somebody who I, I'm okay with letting walk. Uh, Ty Sambrillo, Questenberry filled in just fine, cheaper. Uh, Sambrilo did a good job when he was in there, but ultimately, I think the Titans could save money there. Let Sambrilo walk. Jack Crawford, similar. I'd rather just bring back Clowney at a cheaper rate and let somebody like Crawford walk, not paying him $4 million. Uh, Darren Bates, I'm lukewarm. I'm on the fence. I love the energy. I love the personality, but he's just a back-end special teamer, up and down all practice squad. I'm lukewarm. If they bring him back, I'll be happy. If they don't, doesn't really bother me at all. Marshall Newhouse, practice squad tackle. I don't care. Let him walk. Uh, Matt Overton, the long snapper. Bring him back on a futures contract or something. Let him compete in training camp. But again, I don't care. Let him walk. Nick DeZumnar. Now, he may have been the Titans' best special teams player, uh, but the Titans' special teams wasn't very good. So, I, I guess the Titans... 
have had dedicated special teams players for a lot of the John Robinson era, but the Titans special teams hasn't been very good. So let's get in more guys like David Long and make them play special teams and and coach them up to be better and then try to develop players who can actually help on defense than bringing in veterans like Nick DeZubnar, who we know can't really do anything on defense and still end up being milk toast on special teams anyway. So you can let DeZubnar walk. Uh, Centerize Perry, same thing. Primarily a special teams player, not going to really give you anything as a running back. I'm over that phase of Titans football. Let Perry walk. Will Compton, don't care. Let him walk. He talks more crap than he actually helps the Titans team. I know it makes a lot of you guys mad when I criticize Will. A lot of you guys love Will Compton, but I just, he's better at podcasting than he is at football. I mean, he's entertaining. Their podcast is entertaining, but he's just not a good enough football player to talk all the crap that he talks to other teams on behalf of the Tennessee Titans. I don't know. Just ruffles my feathers, but maybe I'm just old. Whatever. Uh, Jeff Swaim, I talked about that. Him or Pruitt, one of them got to come back. Chris Milton, another guy who I actually really like on special teams as a defensive back, but he does fit that mold of a guy who we know is not going to help on defense. So John Robinson may need to go away from that. Ty Smith, uh, Ty Smith proved that he could be a, a depth piece, but he's nothing more than a fourth or fifth cornerback. So let's draft a young guy and bring him in here and, and see what we can do there. Maybe hit a diamond in the rough. We know what we got in Ty Smith. Jonu Smith, a big name. Like I said, I don't think Jonu's going to come back. Now, SpotTrack has Jonu valued at about $6.5 to $8 million. I just have a feeling that the Atlanta Falcons, Arthur Smith, is going to want Jonu over there, and he's going to pay him a little bit more than others are willing to do. Uh, Deontay Foreman is a restricted free agent at running back. I want Deontay Foreman back. I know he's not going to give you a lot on special teams, but the Titans need somebody who can simulate what Derrick Henry does just to give him a rest and in the unlikely event that he gets injured. I like having Foreman is the third running back. The Titans have four, had five running backs for most of the year, so having four and one of them be Deontay Foreman seems like a, a, an easy meet in the middle. Khalif Raymond, I know a lot of you guys like Raymond, but he's a one-trick pony. He's not even a good returner when he was asked to do that. He's a middle-of-the-road at best returner, and all he can do is run deep vertical routes. He has... Uh, a very limited route running ability. Uh, he doesn't have great hands either. He's a body catcher. Uh, he gets wide open and catches the ball, but in traffic, he can't catch. So I'm done with Khalif Raymond. I, he's a good kid. He tried hard, but the Titans got to improve in the kick return area and in that deep threat area on offense. Khalif Raymond is, is a sign of a weakness on the team to me if he's a valuable player. Next, Desmond King. I was high on King when he first came over, but the reality is he's not good enough in coverage to give a lot of money. I'm going to let him walk. Jayon Brown, if the Titans could get him at a reduced rate due to injury, maybe uh, five to six million dollars, then I would bring him back. But some estimates have him around seven and a half million dollars, and he'll likely be looking for a long term deal. I wouldn't be willing to commit that to somebody with such a liability and run defense this year, even if he is great in coverage. I would let Jayon walk, but really, I'm on the fence. If the Titans can find a good team friendly deal to bring him back, then I'm okay with that. We can focus on letting David Long take take over the Rashawn Evans role. A big name here, Anthony Ferkser, who's a restricted free agent. I think the Titans have to bring back Ferkser. They're probably going to lose Jonu. You bring back one of the utility tight ends in Swaim or Pruitt. You try to draft a tight end. I think this is finally the year the Titans draft a tight end, but Ferkser is that pass-catching tight end, somebody who you can count on at the tight end position, someone who Ryan Tannehill trusts. I don't think you can let Ferkser walk, and I don't think it'll be too expensive to bring him back. Jameel Douglas, restricted free agent. See ya. Aaron Brewer was better. I'd rather give Daniel Murner his spot anyways. Um, 
Kari Blossom game is an exclusive rights free agent. Titans should bring him back on a cheap deal that isn't guaranteed. Similar with Josh Kalou. I'm not high on Kalou. He's not a safety, folks. Uh, we know that now from his play last year, but he can help on special teams, and if you're going to have limit the amount of special teams only guys you have, Kalou could take one of those spots as an exclusive rights free agent that doesn't cost a lot of money. And similarly, Nick Westbrook-Akina, he blossomed on special teams late in the year. He's a big-bodied receiver. There's no reason that he can't take the Titans' fifth or sixth wide receiver spot and help on special teams on a non-guaranteed deal, exclusive rights free agent. And then finally, Matt Dickerson is a restricted free agent, like Austin Johnson before him, like Isaiah Mack before him. See ya. I'd rather the Titans get another low-end free agent or or draft somebody. So that's the entire list of in-house free agents. I'm going to dive more into the players and how much they cost, the ones that I want back or the ones that I think will have a big impact as we move forward in our preparation for the 2021 offseason. But that's going to do it for me today, folks. As a reminder, I have some special content coming up for you on Thursday and no matter what, on Friday, we are previewing the Senior Bowl. So you won't want to miss that. Make sure that you're subscribed on whatever platform you do stream. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titan.